All right. Sorry about that. I, I had to answer a phone call. Um, so going back to that question, um, yeah, I, I totally get this uh, a lot. And a lot of times when people come into Apex, uh, I see the way they were taught to plant and I totally get this issue. So, you know, you're, do, you're doing slide box and again, like you're trying to get your hands up and hit the box and push into the box. A lot of times what I feel like happens with slide box though is if you don't move the box, you're going to fall on your ass, right? Like the athlete knows they got to come down. They got to like really lunge into it and hit the box to get it moving. And you know, it kind of looks okay, right? Like once the pole hits the box, hands go above the head. That's, that's fine. But the thing is when you're planting, right? So I'm going to stand so you can see my hands. So when I'm planting, if you teach a traditional like flip punch, now imagine there was a pole in my hand, right? When you flip, that tip didn't go down. That tip stays up. And then when you punch your hands up, that tip goes up even more. You're going to miss the box. This is why a traditional plant, the way most athletes deal with this, and this is why this coach is experiencing this, the kids go to the pit. Now they have to drop this bottom arm, get that tip down, and then flip last second. And now they're crashing into the box. You're getting a big collapse. They can't jump up, right? This is why, uh, you know, and I'm going to email you a link um, to our planting drills. But like, this is why at Apex, the way we teach it is like, you're constantly allowing the tip to drop, but you're keeping the left hand high. So the right hand's coming up, tip is dropping, and the left arm just extends. So as the left arm's extending, that tip just keeps dropping, which allows us to jump up more, and then the hands go up at takeoff. Um, again, the other thing that I, I would stress in this situation is that don't... Um, don't be too stressed like if there is a little bit of collapse of the bottom arm as long as the bottom hand gets above the head, right? I think a lot of people don't understand. It's like, that's great if your bottom arm doesn't collapse, but if your bottom hand, right, is right here at takeoff, you're going to end up blocky, right? I need this left hand to go above the head. If it goes above the head, now I have leverage. As I swing, I can really like pull myself up with my bottom hand, right? So it's really about leverage. I think the problem sometimes that we run into in the pole vault is one, we look too much at position and we start to talk about physics, right? But the thing is, we're not talking about biology. We're not talking about the human body, right? We're not talking about muscles, ligaments, tissues, you know, even sometimes like I think about that big reverse C position, you know, and you think about it like, you know, forget about the legs, but even just the upper body, it's like how far back... <laughs> is okay for your shoulders. You know, I mean, that's not a movement that that's favorable for your joints, you know? And so again, talking about something like the bottom arm. Yeah. If I'm a kid, let's say, okay, I'm, I'm five, nine, I'm gripping 11. Cause I'm in a beginner. How extended is my bottom arm going to be at takeoff without blocking myself out? Right. So don't worry about that. I think also if you address the plant, and make sure that they're continually dropping the plant as they extend their bottom arm, then they're going to feel more comfortable not like letting the tip drop so early and then just running into it at takeoff. They'll be able to jump up more. Um, I hope that clears up that question. I, I feel like I covered it. I mean, I feel like I can almost do a whole podcast episode on this if um, yeah, I'd have to set up like slides and videos and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I think it's a great question. And again, it's a, it's a common thing. I think, especially when you add the slide box into it, you know, that's going to cause kids to really lunge forward and try to push the slide box. But now when you do that 
in the actual vault, you're going to get a lot of collapse from especially younger, more novice type vaulters. I think you got to try to get them to jump up so their hands go up above their head, you know, um, which you have to address that plant. You got to keep that left hand high, keep the tip dropping the whole time and just extend. Don't punch the hands up uh, because then the tip is going to miss the box and you're going to have this, this issue. Um, I think, I think that makes sense. Um, if you have questions again, email me, I, I will, you know, I will expand on this. Um, let's see. We got, we got one more question. Um, so, on YouTube, actually, on our YouTube channel, we got a question. Uh, someone said, most masters I know, uh, know of have to find out by trial and error, and error could mean injury. Yeah, I hear you there, dude. Um, and I think, uh, to be honest, I, masters are not masters. I feel like this is a, a lot of times the problem is like a lot of people are trying, trying to figure out the pull by trial and error. And I don't care if you're young or old, like, yeah, it could mean injury. Um, how to train, which drills, how many reps, how many sets, etc. I understand Sean Francis is qualified in biomechanics, so his input in this area would be valuable. Unfortunately, I don't have Sean on the podcast today. Um, another topic, even for young people, there's a, a variety of contradictory advice about diet and strenuous exercise. For older athletes, it would be helpful to know which areas of diet should be enriched or reduced simply because the demands of the body differ as one gets older. Another topic, I train hard but still find the number of full run vaults I can take is limited. So I do short run work after, not before long run. Do you regard this as feasible or would uh, dividing the runs into separate days be better? I'm sure that's enough to be going on with <laughs> all the best. Um, thank you for the questions. These are, these are some great questions. Um, to address the first part, you know, about the trial and error and how many reps, how many sets, I, I think kind of like what I explained um, with the coach asked about starting from scratch beginning of the season with the, these uh, multi-event athletes, multi-sport athletes. I think the same goes for masters. Cause I don't just like, look, I don't, I don't think every young person is the same. I, I don't think every master's athlete is the same. Um, I've, I've had master's athletes that come in and they're in phenomenal shape and they can take more jumps than any of my young, some of my younger athletes. Um, then I have other master's athletes that come in where I could tell, you know, pole vault is the reason they want to get back into shape. Um, they weren't in shape to begin with and then started pole vaulting. So it's like pole vault is just one piece of the puzzle to get them back in shape, get them going. Um, and with those people, I mean, look, like if I have someone who comes in, like just, just to give you some numbers, imagine a guy that's, you know, in his sixties, um, let's say he's, I don't know, 510 and let's say he's i don't know 240 250 right so dealing with someone like that and especially if they haven't been working out there's certain things that i avoid i'm not going to be doing a lot of bounding stuff i'm not going to be doing jumping drills off the pit with them i don't want them jumping and landing on their feet until they're ready for that right so you know and especially if they're coming in and they tell me hey you know i have a knee issue or you know i have a hip issue right you don't want them jumping and landing you know that's that's very abusive right um so the thing is like we might modify like even when we go through our running drills we'll do a b-skip straight leg bounding and high knee butt kicks we'll take out the bounding you know um maybe they'll do half the amount of pole runs you know because we, they do want to get on the pit right so you you know again 
kind of like what I said earlier about the colleges and stuff and even, you know, dealing with COVID, you have to pay attention to your client. What does your client want? You might have this perfect program planned out where you're like, you know what, I'm going to take them through certain movements, like teach them, you know, a proper squat, make sure they can do a pull up and then we're going to get on the pull pit. Well, that person might not be interested in that. They want to pull the first day. And if it's physically feasible, you got to get them to do it. And I, I've always um, had a very easy time taking someone from one left to two left to three left, even their first day back. Um, obviously, if they experience any kind of pain or something like that, we stop. Um, especially, I think sometimes with people who vaulted when they were younger, they just get so jacked up. They have adrenaline going. Um, they're not, they may not even realize something is hurting, you know? So I'll even ask a couple times like, hey, everything feel all right? You feel good? You know, this, that, and the other. Um, so again, I, I know I'm not really answering your question because I'm not giving you the number of reps, like how many ones they should do, how many twos. Cause I, again, I think that's, that's up to the person. I think just like you would do in a weight room or, or a setting like that, I think as a coach, you have to watch. And if technique starts to break down, if they like, they were jumping up a little bit, you know, they were landing pretty deep into the pit and now they're starting to land more shallow, probably time to shut it down don't, uh, don't let your ego get in the way. And I think the trouble is sometimes with some masters, um, one they're they might be jumping on their own. They don't have anybody coaching them. Right. So now your ego is even more like, you're like, oh, I want to take one more. You gotta, uh, you've got to be more on the conservative side. If you're starting to lose uh, pole speed, not landing as deep, you know, shut it down, you know? Um, I think the other thing, even if you do have a coach, a lot of times masters athletes, you know, they, they're like, well, you know, I know, you know, I, I, I did this and I want to do that and whatever. And it's like, okay, that's fine, but we're going to do as much as you can because we want to make sure you can get to practice next week. We want to make sure you can be a practice a month from today. We want to make sure a month from today you can take more reps, you know? So it's not about what, how many reps you get today. It's about how many reps you can get in the future. Um, second part of your question um, you, you ask about, you know, there's so much contradictory advice about diet and strenuous exercise. You say this could go for young people as well. Um, but for older athletes, it would be helpful to know which areas of diet should be enriched or reduced simply because the demands of the body differ as one gets older. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, I'm a pole vault coach. Um, I'm not a nutritionist. And, um, but I definitely do think that most people don't take enough protein in, you know, when, when people come into the club and we kind of evolved through this at apex. So I don't like right away talk about diet with an athlete when they come in first, my first job is to get you pole vaulting. So we address the pole vault, we talk technique, we do a lot of drills, we'll, we'll keep it going. Um, once we get to a certain point where like, wow, you know, like, you know, let me show you a couple exercises that might be beneficial, right? Like if you get stronger in pull-ups or maybe if your squat gets better, you can run faster and, you know, now, you know, you'll jump higher. Once they start training and if I start to see that they're looking fatigued, you know, we'll start to talk about one, sleep. Sleep is super important. Like every single person, like I love it. There's always like memes about this in the strength and conditioning community. They're like, um, what's the best supplement you can take as an athlete? And it's like sleep, you know, that, that is the best, uh, supplement. Like if you're not getting enough sleep, 
that's going to create issues in your vault. Your CNS, your central nervous system is not going to recover, right? Forget about your muscles. Your uh, your system uh, between your brain and musculature, your your central nervous system was sending and receiving messages. When you do something that's really, really intense, like a full vault, you know, you need enough recovery. Um, The industry standard is kind of like 72 hours between strenuous, strenuous days. So let's say you're doing full sprints or you did a one rep max in the weight room or you did power cleans or you pole vaulted, right? You should typically have about 72 hours. Now you can maybe pole vault 24 hours later, but it has to be drills, right? It's got to be GPP. It cannot be, you know, full vaults, right? Um, So that, that becomes important. And so then once, you know, they're doing all that kind of stuff, now, once we talk about sleep, now we can start talking about nutrition. And one of the major things that people don't realize is how much protein intake they actually need. Um, I always go by just this number and it's, listen, you'll see numbers more than this and you'll see numbers a little bit less than this, but I kind of just like rule of thumb, like guys, like try to get 80% of your body weight in grams of protein a day. So the example I always give, which is super ridiculous, like imagine you weighed hundred pounds. That means you have to have 80 grams of protein a day right? So that becomes really, really tough. Um, You start to do the math, right? Like, let's say you have two eggs in the morning. Awesome. That's six grams of protein per egg. So that's 12 grams of protein. Okay. Now at lunch, let's say you have a sandwich. That's 20 grams of protein, probably, right? Doesn't matter whether it's turkey, you know, um, roast beef, whatever. It's probably 20 grams, right? So we're up to... 32 grams of protein. Now let's say, let's say even you have a protein shake. Fine. That's 25 grams, right? So we're talking about 50, uh, yeah, 50, 57 grams of protein, right? And now let's say for dinner, I don't know, you have chicken parm. I, I don't even, I'm not saying that's healthy, but whatever. Let's say you have chicken parm. All right. That's like another 20 may, maybe, right? So now you're, you're almost up to that 80 grams of protein, but Here's the thing, who weighs 100 pounds, right? So you're 100, you're 150 pound male, you know, you need 130 grams of protein. Wow, you're super deficient. You know, that's why I always, you know, I like to tell athletes, you know, and again, with master's athletes, it depends if you have certain health issues like high blood pressure, or high cholesterol, or whatever, right? But it's like, hey, you can always add some more eggs, you know, have four to six eggs, you know, have a protein, have a, have a 50 gram protein shake. Now, some people will say they're like Bronco, but your body can only process 30 grams of protein in one sitting. It's tough. If you listen to people talk about the studies where that was done, they're talking about regular people. They're not talking about training athletes. Like, do you mean to tell me, uh, and if you don't know, Eddie Hall, and he's, uh, I don't know if he's still the world record holder, but he was a world record holder for the deadlift. The man weighs almost 400 pounds. He deadlifted 1,200 pounds. You're telling me, that he can only process 30 grams of protein, just like, I don't know, the average guy who weighs 170 pounds can process 30 grams. I mean, like, I'm thinking he could process more, right? So I think if you're a training athlete, you, you can process more. Um, or break it up, have two 25 gram, you know, uh, protein shakes throughout the day. Maybe have like a little protein snack in between meals, you know? Um, so protein is very, very, very important. Um, so I definitely think. That's a big key. If you do that, you drink plenty of water. Um, I feel like typically athletes should be drinking at least a gallon of water. Um, that should be really, really helpful. Um, and, and look, I, 
there, there's a lot of people out there. Like I, if you're an older athlete, um, here, I'm going to show you just a picture of this guy. This guy is unbelievable. Um, hold on. Um, Mark Sassone. He's like this guy. Uh, he, he's a proponent of the uh, primal blueprint diet. Um, this is what he looks like. This guy's an animal, right? And he's either like late fifties or early sixties, you know, and phenomenal shape. And the guy does explosive stuff too. He still does like ultimate Frisbee and such. So, I mean, he's a great example. He's a really big proponent on like protein and fats. It's like a ketogenic diet. Then you have guys like Dr. Sean Baker, who started talking about, you know, um, carnivore diet, which has, has been doing, um, you know, what? Sorry about that. I had a technical difficulty. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, Dr. Sean Baker, he's talked about the carnivore diet, which is like meat-based. Um, but again, I, I wouldn't tell anybody what to eat specifically, but I think definitely if you increase your protein intake and, you know, you drink plenty of water, you, you'll definitely be better off. I, th I think that would, that would help a lot. The last part of your question um, to address is that you asked about, you know, doing full vaults and then doing short run at the end. I think that's fine, uh, especially if that's supposed to be your big day. But I think also separating it, like every once in a while, you got to come in with the mindset of like, I'm just going to do drills today. Like, I'm just going to work on these, these weaknesses I have. Maybe I'm having trouble with the plant. I should do some takeoff drills from a three, right? And really work on my plant. Maybe, maybe you're having a tough time with your swing. Maybe you want to do some vaults where you just swing and don't add the turn, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think that helps because you're already taxed, right? You did those full vaults and now you're coming in to do some short run stuff. I don't know if that short run stuff is going to be as sharp as you want it to be. Um, it's, it's going to take away a little bit from what you're trying to accomplish. Like you're, you're almost at that point, I would feel like you're almost pole vaulting more for like the workout benefit, you know what I mean? More than the technical aspect. And you want to keep your pole vault technical, you know? Um, yes, it is a strenuous. Yes, it is a workout, but you want it to be sharp. You want to be working on something. You don't want to just take jumps to take jumps. I mean, listen, if you want some cardio, you know, you can go for a run, you can go for a bike ride, you can, you know, do some sled drags or sled pushes, you know, you could, there's a lot, a lot of options you have, you know? Um, so just, it all depends on the purpose. Um, I tend to break those things uh, into separate days, uh, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that you're doing it. Um, I think that's all the questions that I have. And again, really, really thankful, guys. Please keep the questions coming. I would love to answer any questions you have. It even sparks my mind sometimes about things that I, I want to talk about um, and, and expand on. Uh, so, Thank you. Thank you for sending in the questions. Please keep them coming. Just email any questions you have at apexvaulting at gmail.com. Um, and again, subscribe, leave a review. We'd love, we love feedback. Guys, if you see this on YouTube, you want to leave a comment, that'd be great. If you see it on uh, Apple um, iTunes podcast, 
leave a comment, leave a review. That would be great. We love the feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Um, and also follow us on Instagram at The Real Apex Vaulting or Apex Vaulting on Facebook or Twitter. Um, thank you for joining us.